How's it going? I'm Coco. And this is Mike. And this is Rock and Vino, the podcast where we talk about wine, music, and food and how they all go so well together. You can find each and every new episode every Tuesday online. And it's National Podcast Day today. So Yay! do your civic duty and go listen to this one and a few others. Uh, find all of it, them. <laughs> find <laughs> it on Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher, Google Play Store, the iHeartRadio app, all over the place. If you can't find it, it's your own fault. Uh, on social media at Rock and Vino. Um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the places, and uh, like and subscribe, and then uh, you'll get episodes, and they're super fun. (laughs) Super duper fun. And uh, speaking of fun, we have a great guest joining us in studio this week. She is uh, an entrepreneur, a media personality, author, uh, speaker, CEO of uh, Shall We Wine, and her latest book is Searching for Clothes and Lilies, the wine edition. It is Regine Russo. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. I'm excited. Wow. Yeah, I'm impressed by my all us. these titles. Right. <laughs> You're like, that's right. I am. Yeah, I'm not okay, awesome. okay. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, welcome so much. Thank you for coming. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to be here. Any any excuse to come to California. Yeah. All the way from Chicago, right? Yes. Very Chicago cool. is. <laughs> so let's. Um, Start uh, with a little bit of, uh, of your background and um, how did you come to be? <laughs> wow, well, my parents got together. Yeah. <laughs> and how did they meet? They, I know, <laughs> right? I, we really need to tell you the story. <laughs> um, so, wow, I am, who am I? Um, my company's called Shall We Wine. We are a wine spirit um, experiential marketing company. So we're the people that you see at uh, grocery stores at festivals doing demos. Um, that's sort of the cake of my business, but everything that I sing is um, what other things I'm passionate about. So I write about wine, I do wine videos. You may catch me on TV every once in a while telling you what you should drink. Um, what I'm trying to do is really create a wine lifestyle, right? Where I make wine accessible to people. I don't believe that wine should be like stuffy and elitist and I just have a really good time with it. So mm-hmm. I do the wine dance every once in a while. <laughs> oh, the wine dance. You and might wh- see wh- that. What is the wine dance? You know what? When you pour me some, I'll oh, show it to okay, you. Okay, <laughs> well let me, let me open up this bottle this right now then. This is how I get people to pour me wine. You know, right? I'm like, I'll dance, I'll dance for wine. I'll dance for wine. <laughs> All right, let me but, get this cork going. But no, yeah, it's all about, um, you know, teaching people about wine and uh, trying to look at wine in, in a very different way. Did wine start as a hobby for you or did, where, did you find it in Chicago or where did you discover sort of the passion for wine? Yeah, so I was living in a town called Besançon, which is in France, and I was there as a study uh, for a study abroad program. Um, I have no idea why to this day. I actually need to find this man, but he invited me uh, to dinner. And it sounds really sexy, but it isn't. He was a host parent, and his host daughter was there, and they wanted me to come over for dinner. I have no idea why I was chosen. But anyway, I walk into this beautiful house. And I don't mean beautiful in a... um, rich kind of way but like modern and clean and they had glass walls and it was the middle of a forest and it was just amazing and we walk into the dining room and there are 14 bottles of wine on the table oh hello that's a good party right but i'm 20 years old right i grew up in haiti and i'm thinking to myself what in the heck is going on here like 
what is going on? It's just, and it's just me and the family. But uh, come to find out, he owned a wine shop. And as his special guest, he wanted to introduce me to Bordeaux. Hmm. And that was it. Like, I, you know, everything was in French. And I, I speak French, but I didn't speak French that well then. Um, I was rusty. And he went through every bottle. And he introduced it. He told us something about it. He taught me how to taste. And I was like, I'm hooked. Whatever he's talking about. That's what the hell I want to be doing. <laughs> can I say hell on, on radio? You okay, can. okay. Because things fly out of my mouth. You can say whatever you want. It's a podcast. Okay, good, good. Just mm-hmm. checking. I don't even oh, know. Yeah. Okay, well, you all right. You can drop an F bomb. It's all good. <laughs> well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers to that. Cheers. <laughs> so, this wine, I'm going to say it does need to open up a little bit. But okay. before we talk about it, let's make sure it's all good. It <laughs> I, good. I brought some backups just okay. in case. Always got to come with the backup of wine. <laughs> now, is there a wine that that you would say was just kind of the the one that kind of changed it all, where you were just like, "Oh my God, I am in love with wine. I need to know all about it. Share it with everybody." Yeah, um, I'm gonna say no because for me, I fell in love with the culture of wine. Awesome. I fell in love with what we're doing right now, mm-hmm. sitting around drinking it, tasting it, talking about it, watching it develop. Um, And I'm all about just community. And so that's what wine was for me. So um, no, even till this day, there are a lot of wines that I love and I get excited and I do the wine dance. Oh yeah, you gotta show us the wine dance. Okay, hold on, I'm gonna get a video of No, 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 no. (laughs) We'll do it later on camera. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) You gotta pay big money for that. Yeah, yeah. Monetize everything. Right, monetize everything, <laughs> for sure. No, but that, yeah, so um, there are a lot of wines that I love, but it, it's the culture of wine that right. I'm really into. Yes, yeah. I love that. I think that's what I what I love about wine and music is mm-hmm. just that it, it's something that brings people together. It's like a passion that it's, it's, a, it's that like binding glue that kind of yep. allows you to be in the same space cohesively together. Mm-hmm. I, and I think in some ways music more than wine mm-hmm. because, um, you know, you just like what you like. I, except for I think classical music is still seen as elitist. Mm-hmm. But, you know, with music, you can turn on anything right now and we can have a conversation about whether we like it or not like it and we won't judge each other. Mm-hmm. But with wine, you know, I have this conversation all the time. If I open a bottle of Moscato, right, there's a stigma against Moscato, which is awful because they're beautiful Moscatos like anything else. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if I open a a vintage champagne, you're going to have an impression of me as being like super sophisticated when you know for sure I am not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's really funny because I think with wine, too, it's also based on perception. Hmm. So have you ever like pulled a fast one on people and have taken a bottle and put something else in it and poured from that one from that bottle and see what they thought. Uh-huh. I We've done, done that, that before. You're and evil. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually wasn't the one that did it. Somebody else did it. But I was like, oh, you are evil. To, you know, yeah. like, how dare you? But I'm like, it was really funny just to see how people reacted to the wine mm-hmm. thinking that yeah. it was something else. Something else. I've it's decanted really wines and tricked people. So I have one of my favorite, uh, good friends. I love telling the story. She says she hates Merlot. Mm-hmm. And I know her palate. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you do not hate Merlot. Mm-hmm. Because I know your palate. You, you, Merlot is your jam, right? Mm-hmm. And so I bought a bottle of Saint-Emilion. 
not even an expensive one. It was like 20 bucks. Decanted it, um, set it out. Like I made this whole production out of it. Her husband walks by, he pours himself some, and he's like, damn, this is the best wine I've ever had. <laughs> and I'm like keeping it all in, right? Because I'm so excited. And uh, I was like, well, let me pour some for you. And she was like, what am I drinking? This is delicious. Mm -hmm. I start shouting, it's Merlot! <laughs> <laughs> and what was her reaction to she that? She couldn't believe it. Yeah. I took photos, I did a video, you know, because I'm yes. like, now I have proof that you love Merlot. <laughs> Well, I think it was the that movie too, Sideways, yeah, sideways. that messed up with not messed up Merlot, but you know, it's making a comeback. But you know the you know the the the, the punchline to that movie, right? Hmm. Oh, the bottle that he's holding, um, uh, Cheval Blanc, mm -hmm. is Merlot. Yes, mm -hmm. and that's so like that's the funniest thing. Mm -hmm. He's a snob, right? Mm -hmm. About I won't drink Merlot, but this this bottle that he's coveting is Merlot. Yeah. So it's it's just. It's just brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you talked about sort of making wine more accessible. Is the sort of culture of wine, you know, pairing wine and music or um, the different conversations to have about wine, does that help make it more accessible than it was maybe 10, 15 years ago? I think it does. I think it does because, um, you know, it's, it's like music, right? It's subjective. You taste it, you either like it or you don't like it. You hear it, you either like it or you don't like it. Um, but because there are so many of us who are doing some really cool things with wine, there's a um, podcast I love called Wine and Hip Hop. Ew. Super good. Mm -hmm. There is a, a sommelier out of a Chicago, Derek Westbrook. He does this wine and um, music pairing. Oh. And it's super fun because cool. like, he really knows wine. And so when he pairs it, he, he really explains like why this wine works so well. And he, he makes you fall in love with the wine, Ew. right? And so if even if you've never heard of the grape before... You're like, yeah, I want to taste that. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I think that that's what a lot of us are doing is helping people to look at it differently and um, connect with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Now, you, your wine discovery was in Paris. When you came back to the U.S., was there a wine region that you found first that you were gravitated towards? Wow, good question. Um, I think back then I was drinking a lot of, oh, California. Mm -hmm. I was, yeah, mm -hmm. because it was like, even though I spent time in France and the, the wine that set it off was uh, Bordeaux, but it was accessible. I understood the label, right? It's, it was easy. So, and it was affordable. Because, you know, yeah. I, was, yeah. I was a student. <laughs> I had no money. I had no money. Uh -huh. But what was funny was I tried to bring it to my friends and I remember coming back to France inviting them to come over to my house I was still living with my mom bought these bottles and I opened it and they were like the heck are you doing they were like give me the wine cooler please <laughs> they were not they were not ready for me oh man but now I'm sure they're they like they are so into it yeah. yes they go to you for the recommendations yes they do yes they do they know where to come <laughs> Now tell us a little bit about searching for cloves and lilies. How did this come about, and how did come up, come up with that beautiful name? Oh yeah, so um, the title comes from um, one of the poems, okay. and the poem is about um, and a former lover who was uh, in love with me and another woman, and um, that's how I described his um, 
his conflict, right? So um, he was searching for cloves and lilies, and I was his clove and she his lily. Mm. Um, what's interesting is that um, someone read the title and thought it was about a sommelier searching for this elusive scent of cloves and lilies oh, okay. and wine. So I was like, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, but um, so the book, um, I wrote a few years back, um, a book I think we have about – we I have about 50 poems in the book and um, each poem is paired with a wine amazing um, it, you know what I can't even take credit for that I um, was speaking to uh, Jeff Jensen and Mike DeSimone they're known as the world wine guys and I was um, expressed to them what I wanted to do in the wine business and they said you need a book I was like, I am not writing a book again. <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing it. It's uh-huh. too it's too hard. And I was like, no. I said, I'll never write another book again. And they said, whoa, you have a book? And I told them about the work. And this is, the work is really personal. Uh, it's about people I know. I uh, almost lost some friends um, due to some of the poetry. It's steamy. Some lovers <laughs> got mad. Um, <laughs> but they recommended, they said, well, have you ever considered pairing wine and poetry. Mm. And I thought, well, can you do that? Like, it just had, of course, never occurred to me. And um, I went home, and I, I wanted to make it authentic. Like, I wanted to figure out how, to, how do you really pair wine and poetry? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how the book came about. It took me about a year. I looked at um, the essence, the story of each poem, and I looked for a wine that I thought told the same story. Mm. And that's how I came up with the pairings. Lovely. So. Would you like to read one for us? Um, sure. I'll, I'll do a short. Oh, let me see which one. Um, <laughs> short. I mean, how many minutes? Because some of them are super short. Like some of, there's some one that includes um, music. Oh. But it's pretty, um, it's a longer one. I can just read like a part of it. How about that? Sure. Okay, because I don't want to make you lose your audience God's hands extended an invitation vini petite come an obedient moon lit my homecoming a child-sized tub steadied by beams waited in the center of their circle my father and the shadows the language rolled off my memory and rumbled the moist soil Vini petite, she was relieved not to be forgotten. In the tub, the women scrubbed my body with citronella leaves. The one scrubbing my back introduced herself, je suis ton père. The one splashing my face with water shouted, moi c'est petitou. The one washing my hair whispered, I am you. And you, and you, and you were there, watching me outgrow the tub letting me leave, then praying for, for me to come home. While I was in the wilderness, you sang, Wale, kilewa vini, wemanko. Wale, kilewa vini, wemanko. Peya, tombe. Beautiful. Wow. 
Thank you. Buy the book and you'll get to hear the ending. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Tease it out. I yeah, love monetize it. Monetize it. <laughs> exactly. And now what poem was that from? That is um, uh, After the Quake. Okay. And the wine that is paired mm-hmm. with that is the, um, what is it? Uh, La Fieve, um, which is a white burgundy. Okay. Um, what page is that on? I just 28. lost it. Page 28. Yes, it is the wine that I'm hoping um, my future husband will propose to me with. Oh, there you go. Like, keep the ring. (laughs) (laughs) Just give me the $800 bottle. That's a good deal. Yeah, that's a pretty good deal. It's a really good deal. Yeah, 1989, uh, Domaine Lafayette, Batel de Montrochet. And now what about that wine to you is so special? So um, at the beginning of each of the poems, I I, I tell you why um, I choose uh, the wine. So with this one, I said, um, you know, when you talk about food and wine pairing, there is a philosophy where you want to use a a sweeter wine with a a hot um, dish, right, Mm -hmm. with a spicy dish, because the sweetness will cool off some the heat. So I apply the same method to this because the poem is so emotional Mm -hmm. that I wanted a wine that was tranquil, that Mm. was easy, that would sort of settle the spirit. So that's why I chose it. Lovely. Thank you. I was going to ask something similar to that. If if it was the sort of flavor, parts of the flavor that is where you got the pairings from or sort of what what the mindset was in, in the wines you were picking. Yeah, so sometimes it's, um, like with this one, a food and wine pairing. Sometimes it is the flavor. So one of the wines, I chose Viognier um, because of the cloves and lilies. So the wine that has cloves and lilies in it. So Viognier reminds me of, you know, obviously floral notes. Um, this is an oak age Viognier, so you get some of that clove element. So, and yeah, so sometimes it is about the flavors. And where did uh, where did writing come along in in your process? Were you always a writer? And uh, always a writer. Uh, always ran away from writing. Still run away from writing because <laughs> it is the most like I don't know soul drenching thing that you can do because you're just putting yourself out there, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're writing about other people, they're like it's like you know taking a photo of someone and you think the photo is really beautiful, and they're like. But no, my eyes look, you know, funny. And you're like, no. And so that's what these poems were, because they are, each one is named after someone that I know. Wow. And uh, having to (laughs) listen to their reaction. (laughs) (laughs) And so they, yeah, so they, all right, we got Brenda's eyes. Yes, yes, yeah. Creeping, I don't know who that's about. Oh, I can't tell. (laughs) But that one um, is paired with a really cool wine. It's um, the Flower and the Bee. It's a Trejadora. I don't know Mm -hmm. if you've ever had a Trejadora. No. Oh, gorgeous. From um, uh, Coteau de Comaris is the um, producer, but this is from Galicia area. Oh. So Trejadora is just um, beautiful. I can just hear you, like speak like all like all day oh, <laughs> all right. I can do that for you <laughs> well thank you <laughs> yeah I like yeah that's beautiful um and now with you have so much knowledge about wine how how have you like gained knowledge through the years and what would you like recommend to people who are looking to gain more knowledge about wine 
Wow. You know, learning about wine is really about drinking. Yeah. You know, it really Mm -hmm. is. And I, I tell people all the time, if you're in a store and you see someone doing a demo, Mm -hmm. just stop and taste, because you're gonna taste something that intrigues you. Mm -hmm. I, um, you know, I fell in love with wine in France, and then I just started reading about it. Uh, Then I worked for a distributor, and part of the job was they trained you on wine. Uh, and I left the industry for a while because I wanted to um, make some damn money. Okay, right. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta monetize it. <laughs> exactly. um, but then I just came back to it full time, and I attended the International Sommelier Guild, mm. and that's where I um, did my formal education. So I finished a level two certification with them. Ooh, amazing! Yeah, it was awesome. It was brutal. It was like I hear that it's intense. It is. It it because re- I mean you have to remember so much, mm-hmm. right? And then, and I still think about my friends who are advanced sommeliers and master sommeliers. I mean, that's a whole nother level. I am not there. Mm-hmm. But what I do do is I continue to read. I continue to study. And I have people who I can reach out to when um, there's something I don't understand. So yeah. my recommendation would be to taste as much as you can. And whenever you taste something, go read about it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, just that simple. Mm-hmm. And that will spark your curiosity. And then you'll you'll read a little bit more, and you'll taste a little bit more. The tasting is a reward for reading. It sure is. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> now, as your wine knowledge is developed, and with some of the stuff you're doing now, sort of, you know, um, making wine more accessible and teaching people about it, uh, have you had uh, sort of wine-related travel since, where you've had unique experiences with wine in other places, in other parts of the world? Oh, thank you for asking that question, because it's all about, I mean... When I was planning um, 2018 and 2019, travel was at the top of the list. So um, let me see. This year, I visited, um, where was I? I was in uh, Colio, Italy, which is a northern part of Italy, borders Slovenia. Super cool. Mm. Super beautiful Sauvignon Blancs. Um, just amazing. I, this is what's cool about this business, right? If mm-hmm. you want to be a part of this business, uh, you can travel for work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never expected to be in Colio. Like, what the heck? You <laughs> read about Colio, but it was just, um, it was transformative for me because, you know, I like to say you go to wine country, it's like taking your eyes on vacation because <laughs> everything you see is just gorgeous. Uh-huh. Um, I also went to Galicia uh, a few years ago. I've been to Piedmont. Um, I was in uh, Ischia, which is near the Amalfi Coast. Mm. So I, I've really had an amazing opportunity to just uh, go to regions that I never expected to, to go to. I went to Piedmont. Uh, just because I like Barbera. I was like, fuck it. I like Barbera. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as well. I'm like, hey, <laughs> like, who does that? I've been to Champagne region twice. And mm. I don't say these things to brag. I mean, I grew up well, but I, I just didn't expect this for my life. And that's what's great about this business is that if you work it, you can just do so much. Monetize it. Yeah, work that <laughs> shit. <laughs> work that shit. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, I've I've been pretty pretty lucky. Nice. Yeah. And are there places that you've yet to explore that are on your list? So many. So I want to go to Greece. Um, South Africa is at the top of my list, and Mm. we're actually planning a trip to South Africa. Um, There's, 
those are the the the, the top top two. Um, there are some others. I'd love to go to New Zealand. Mm-hmm. I'm working on that too. Um, I went to Portugal. I spent 10 days in Portugal, but I didn't do as much wine uh, as I wanted to because I was just tired and all I wanted to do was eat. Mm-hmm. I ate a lot. <laughs> Lots of good food, I bet. Lots of good food mm-hmm. in Portugal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so South Africa, Greece, and I would say um, New Zealand are top of the list. Yeah. Funny quick aside on that. I didn't realize quite how big the wine industry or the wine region in was in South Africa when I had uh, traveled to England a couple of years back uh-huh. and uh, had looked in their wine aisle uh, and so many wines from South Africa. They, yeah. That was one of the major places that they were drawing from for their just if you went to the grocery store, that was it was so much of it. It was hmm. just interesting. Didn't expect to see that there. Did you and taste any? I did not. Oh, oh we gotta get you some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, one of the things um, that you and I were kind of discussing offline was um, your song of the year. Oh, yes. So tell us a little bit about that and kind of the inspiration behind that whole process. Okay, so we were talking about my 2018. Yeah, oh, song your 2018. Of, yeah, yeah, that's song. okay. Every year, oh, yes. Yeah. So okay. every year, the last week of the year, I do this soul searching mm-hmm. where I think about what do I want this year to be about. So it's like, you know, some people write in you know, their intentions, some people do vision boards. I'm not a vision board person. I want to become one, I'm just not, yeah. but I like music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my wine dance. Yep, okay. Yep, yep. <laughs> I still got to see this wine dance. You will still wine dance. <laughs> But um, so 2018 uh, was all about taking big risks, right? Um, So it was about like fucking balls to the wall. Like we're not fucking around anymore. We're gonna we're gonna get this business going. We're gonna do the things you want to do. We're gonna go to places you want to go. And it was I don't I hate the term go for broke Mm because I'm not interested in that. But go for the gold, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. And so. The song that epitomized that to me was The Gambler. Um, I love Kenny Rogers. And what I love about that song is it's not talking about just gambling, Mm -hmm. but it's about understanding the rules of the game. So whatever you're trying to do, you better understand the rules of the game, right? Mm -hmm. You better study it. You better perfect it so that if you're going to play this thing, you know how to play. You know when to hold them, and you know when to fold them. You know when to walk away, and you know when to run. Uh, <laughs> you can't count your money when you're sitting at the table. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, and I would listen to that song, and I would just get pumped up, and I'd be like, okay, we have a strategy. Go do this damn thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Awesome. I love that. Wait, so what was your 2019 song? 2019 is Level Up. Okay. Level up. Yeah. And if you have to listen to, it's all about the lyrics for me. Yes. Like, I think we were talking about that too. So when I, I didn't know what to do and I was talking to a friend of mine, like, what is it going to be? And we came up with Level Up because you got to download the lyrics. And that song is really not just about like, Again, it's about knowing the game, right? It's mm-hmm. about if you're going to go for it, go for it. But don't just go for it. Like, don't go here. Go all the way. Level this whole damn thing up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and this talks, she talks about the mistakes that she's made. We're going to let that shit go. Mm-hmm. We're going to move forward. We're going <laughs> to level it up. So. I love it. And who sings that song? Uh, Sierra. Yes, yeah, Sierra. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. Ne- go ahead. Oop. Oh, just going to mention another place to find your writing. Uh, you also do the uh, the Champagne Diaries. Yeah, the Champagne Diaries. That's so funny. I was working on that on the plane. Oh. 
I think that's going to be, you know, I've been working on two books. Um, and I've just kind of been writing a little bit here and a little bit there. But I think Champagne Diaries has won. Has won. So I'm actually in town for a retreat called uh, Fever Dream. It's a writer's retreat. Mm. So I pulled all of my Champagne Diaries together. And that's what I'm going to work on this week. And hope, maybe I'll be done with the book this week. I doubt that. Yeah. <laughs> I can dream. Well, I'd love to read it when it's done. Uh, you will. You will, sister. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Now, we like to um, close out our podcast by asking our guests uh, what their favorite music, wine, and food pairing would be Ooh. on a good night. Like on a good night, you come home, you're feeling great. What would you put on? What would you eat? And what would you drink? Okay. Uh, do you want me to be specific or just general? Whatever you want. Okay. Well, this one's easy for me. Okay. So if if I'm coming home tonight, mm -hmm. I'm playing level up. Yes. Because that's yep. what I'm all about. Uh-huh. I'm going to open a bottle of vintage champagne. Ooh. So actually, no, 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 no. I'm going to open a bottle of uh, Vincent Couche Chloe. It's a zero dosage uh, grower champagne you welcome. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Okay. You are welcome. Okay. And you know what? I'm not even going to get fancy with it. I'm going to get some um, potato chips mm. with salt and cracked pepper. Ooh. And I'm going to do the wine dance with my Chloe champagne. Yes. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're I love do. it. That's amazing. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Cheers to Cheers. you. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Cheers. <laughs> Level up. <laughs> Level up. <laughs>